Section 3 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 9, September 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Atlantic Estuarine Tides by Mark S. W. Jefferson. Extract from Thesis in Research Course in Geography at Harvard University under Professor W. M. Davis. Read at the Joint Session of the National Geographic Society and the AAAS, Boston, August 25, 1898. The tidal phenomena of a number of commercially important estuaries on the Atlantic coast suggest a simple geographic classification. There are two distinct tidal types, with corresponding types of geography. Both are united in the Delaware. Ascending the bay from the Capes, a four-foot tide increases to six feet and falls off in speed from 23 miles to 11 miles per hour. Ascending the river, the range gain diminishes from six feet to four feet, with a speed varying irregularly between seven and 15 miles. The geographic types here are the bay from the Capes to Delaware City and the river above. The combined type corresponds to the rias of northwestern Spain, tidal rivers emptying into tidal bays, both resulting from the drowning of older river valleys in the sea. The simple type is a valley cut in rocks of uniform texture and flares uniformly toward the sea. While the Delaware furnishes a good illustration of the combined type, the Chesapeake affords an exception of almost equal interest. The following table summarizes the facts for the Delaware. Dotted lines on the map represent the positions of the progressive wave front at successive even hours after it passes the capes. They are numbered with Roman numerals to the right, the feet of range being also given in Arabic numerals. T equals Trenton, P equals Philadelphia. And the dots in the lower bay represent observation stations on shoals that enable us to ascertain the convexity of the advancing wave front. From the table and still more from the map, it appears that for the first three hours, the tide advances with decreasing speed, 23 miles the first hour, 16 miles the second, and 11 miles the third. During the same period, the mean tidal range is increasing from 4.6 feet to 6.3 feet. These two characters are taken to define the bay type of tides. 1. Progressive loss of speed up the bay. 2. Increase of tidal range up the bay. Above Delaware City, there is observed a steady falling off in the range. The rate of progress is here somewhat irregular. These two characters define the river type of tides. 1. Irregular advance, commonly 10 to 12 miles per hour. 2. Decrease of tidal range. The last two lines in the table indicate a feature common to both types, the steepening of the front of the advancing wave, manifested in the times by quicker rise and slower fall. Outside the estuaries, along our Atlantic coast, the times of rise and fall are equal. While bay and river together go to make up the geographic estuary, it may happen that one of the parts is missing, as with the Kennebec, which enters the sea by a narrow fjord and has no bay or the Penobscot, shown by its tides to be wholly of the bay type. The Connecticut River has a sort of bay, but so choked with sediments as to be tidally inefficient. 
the hudson enters the sea of the raritan bay both being good types of their kind and not parts of one geographic whole chesapeake waters are anomalous the following are the ranges of the best illustrations in the area st lawrence bay eleven feet to fourteen feet st lawrence river fourteen feet to zero point nine feet st john river twenty eight inches to six inches penobscot bay nine feet to thirteen feet kennebec river eight point three feet to four point three feet connecticut river three point six feet to zero point eight feet hudson bay four point six feet to two point three feet raritan bay four point six feet to five point four feet delaware bay four point six feet to six point three feet delaware river six point three feet to four point one feet chesapeake tides the chesapeake is a drowned river valley into which drowned branch valleys pour abundant waters deep water is found within yet the communication with the ocean is narrow and shallow this constriction towards its mouth is shared by a number of the tributaries the result is in the main bay a tide rather of the river or sound type for two-thirds of its length the range uniformly diminishes from two point six feet at the capes to zero point eight feet near annapolis a distance of one hundred twenty miles so in the lower courses of the greater tributaries the james the rappahannock and the potomac ranges decreases or waver as may be noted in the accompanying diagram the rate of high water advance is also irregular as appears on the map but the upper course of the bay and larger rivers and the whole course of the smaller streams have bay tides as far as ranges are concerned i e the tide range increases upstream though this is not accompanied by the progressive retardation of the true bay tide it makes the chesapeake waters present a curious inversion ranges of the river type are interposed between bay tides and ocean two-thirds of the chesapeake is rather river than bay and two-thirds of the potomac is rather bay than river the narrowing and shoaling at the bay mouth imitated in the tributaries explains the anomaly thus it happens that the range of two point six feet of the capes diminishes up the bay but again increases to four feet at richmond and three feet at washington the rate of the progress of the tide wave is here as commonly ten to twelve miles per hour when one tide is just above washington another is entering the bay from the atlantic and high water reaches haver de grace on the susquehanna as the following high water enters the mouth of the rappahannock the wave front shows the usual steepening with advance at richmond the duration of rise is four hours twenty five minutes at fredericksburg four hours nineteen minutes at washington five hours forty five minutes port deposit on the susquehanna has the phenomenon of steeper back than front a similar aspect is given at galveston and perhaps at falmouth by interference and a special development of the diurnal wave in every river an ascending wave must finally disappear of the chesapeake rivers only the elk shows this the pokemoke probably does but we have no observations above snow hill and so far the ranges are still increasing the larger rivers are interrupted by rapids at the fall line before the ranges diminish usually close to the highest station observed st lawrence tides 
the st lawrence is an excellent example of a tidal estuary and it is to be desired that more and more reliable data may some day be forthcoming for its study for the present purpose we must exclude the portion of the so-called river between point de mont and anticosti where the tides are unexplained the bay and the river remaining are two hundred eighty three miles long and forty miles wide at the mouth when high water has reached three rivers a second high water appears at the east of the anticosti the bay includes the waters between point de mont and isle royale whence it is river to three rivers the u s tide tables give twenty-two stations here from which the table has been prepared as before during the first four hours the tide travels up the bay with lessening speed while the tide range steadily augments then the advance is irregular and the range diminishes at three rivers the head of observations the rise of tides lasts five hours the fall seven hours twenty five minutes not a strong steepening of the wave front after two hundred eighty three miles of travel this may be due to the great depth of the st lawrence the penobscot is in these respects comparable the bay of chaleurs a hundred miles long and twenty miles wide at the mouth affords a good bay the ranges mounting up to four feet to seven point six feet and high water being delayed there are but nine stations in the tide tables which rather hint at the facts than elucidate them it is clear that the tide wave advances with its front looped deeply into the bay as is probable with the st lawrence and all deep bays st john river tides our data here are all four mean springs of july and august being due to a study by a wilmer duff in putting these data into the usual form the time intervals have been taken from indian town although the tides are of a good river type there is a unique feature in the tidal falls at the river's mouth the entrance to the bay of fundy at the city of st john is by an estuary five miles wide in deep water spring tide ranges of the city are of twenty seven feet time of rise five hours forty minutes fall six hours forty five minutes back to the city the waters of the river previously occupying a channel remarkable for its extent and breadth become abruptly confined in a narrow gorge which has its immediate origin in a band of precambrian rock crossing the stream obliquely and forming a barrier over which the waters of the river and the bay flow alternately from the relative levels of the harbor and river and the known rise of the tide it would appear that the inward fall over the barrier at the suspension bridge is from nine to ten feet but as this inward fall is wholly confined to the last third of the flood tide attaining its maximum with the latter and again rapidly receding the interval during which the river is effectively resisted is greatly limited not exceeding three or four hours out of every twelve notwithstanding the limitation however the effect is so far to set back the stream as to produce except in time of freshet an alternation of upward and downward currents accompanied by a corresponding change of level which is appreciable even at fredericton a distance of over eighty miles from the mouth resulting at low water in a rise and fall of not less than ten inches four times in the twenty-four hours there are ten-minute periods of level water and then steamboats can safely pass at very high freshets in april and may there is no inward fall as the tide does not rise high enough there has been some discussion as to the propriety of calling the oscillations that result in the st john river tides but duff's investigation however seems decisive 
The oscillations are tidal in shape, period, and progression, and are visibly born of the fundy tides in the narrows. They are therefore tides. The distances in the table accompanying are from Indian Town, just upstream from the narrows, the ranges in inches. At Fredericton, over seventy nautical miles from Indian Town, the mean levels are fourteen feet four inches above mean sea level. The railroad levelings are used in this determination and may be open to some doubt. But Young asserts that the tide runs one hundred feet above sea in the Amazon, and Airy says the same thing happens in the Firth of Clyde, and moreover should happen from theory. As the wave progresses upstream ten miles an hour, it is not to be supposed that the water poured inward from the Bay of Fundy travels upstream to cause the rise of water. The water is merely set oscillating. The Indian town tides are themselves two hours later than the tides at St. John, and the five-inch wave that reaches Spring Hill, 78 nautical miles upstream, spends over nine hours in the transit. Salt water is said to be detected 48 miles up the river, which is surprising. Penobscot Tides Penobscot Bay has its outer waters so full of islands that the tidal bay must be counted to have its mouth from Camden to Castine. Thence to Bangor the ranges mount up steadily, 9 9.7, 9.8, 10.2, 10.6, 12.0, 13.1 feet in 26 miles. The times indicate a clear retardation, though the series is short. The tide passes from Mantinicus, the outer island, to Bangor in two hours. Above Bangor, the river part is cut off by falls, and no river part is present. Only depth of water and freedom from sediment can allow such tides in a narrow channel. Kennebec Tides The tide progresses from the sea to Augusta, 45 miles, in four hours, with somewhat irregular speed and diminishing range. Thames River, Connecticut, seems to have a small but typical bay tide. There are but two observation stations. Connecticut Tides The Connecticut has its mouth in the sandbar region of the Middle Bay, and itself discharges no small quantity of sediments that make its exit to the sound an embarrassed one. Tide progresses up to Hartford, 43 miles, in 4 hours and 48 minutes, with fairly constant speed the ranges steadily diminishing. The stream is narrow for a quarter to three-quarters of a mile and shallow. The local geography affords a rational explanation for the lack of the bay. The lower course of the river is cut in rocks so much harder than the upper course that the lower valley was gorge-like before drowning. The departure from the Ria type is in the lack of uniformity of rock texture along the river. Hudson Tides the Hudson also flows in a narrow gorge in its lower course and has no bay nor bay tide. Nearly as narrow as the Connecticut, but deep, it allows a more rapid transmission of the tide wave. The 141 miles to Albany are traveled in 10 hours and 8 minutes. The two curves below, which I owe to the courtesy of the superintendent of the Coast Survey, show 48 hours of continuous observation at Albany and Sandy Hook. Both are on the same scale, and they well illustrate the extremes met in a river. The Albany tide, figure A, shows the characteristic steep front of waves that have traveled far in shallow water. The Hudson gets aid in its struggle with the coastwise sands at Sandy Hook 
from the constant westward flow of water from Long Island Sound through East River and out to sea. In closing this examination of estuary tides, it appears that they vary from the type in our area only as their estuaries vary from the type of river valley, narrow above and wide below, partly drowned in the sea. The commonest modification of this geographic type on the Atlantic coast results from the tendency of coastwise sands to close the bay mouths. This agency is evident at the mouths of the Hudson and Delaware. It gives the Chesapeake tides of a river type and encloses the mouths of the drowned valleys further south, forming the sounds in which lunar tides are less significant than the effects of prevailing winds. End of section 3